0: Saturday Coffee Clutch And it is the Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse and yours truly, Robert Reich. Uh, And it's been quite a week and it continues to be quite a week, Heather. I mean, uh, you know, we are are seeing um, an amazing series of events politically, economically, uh, and uh, it's primary day in... South Carolina today, today, big day. Although exactly. it's not, be, we know that D- Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. So why are we even mentioning it? Because Nikki Haley tries and is trying to summon the anti-Trump vote in the Republican Party. But the reality is, the Republican Party has turned into the Trump Party.
1: That's it. And then, and I'm looking forward to reading a million Substacks. Telling me where the independents were. What if something else had changed compared to what counterfactuals? So, well, here's
0: but here's the thing. I mean, half of the voters. This is what half of the voters in the United States right now are independent. They are not Republicans. Republicans only are 24 percent of the electorate. Democrats are about 24 25 percent of the electorate. Independents are half the electorate. And so, you know, and those independents tend to. If polls can be believed, and again, you know, take it with a little slight grain of the salt, but they tend to be anti-Trump. So I know
1: well, and those, and then there are those doing the polls, completing their polls, and then there are those who are going to vote. I mean, lots of lots of subsets of things.
0: Lots of there's substacks and substacks of things. No exactly.
1: subsets, but also substacks. Yes. Um, okay, can we please talk about the jobs report numbers? Came out yesterday.
0: They're very good. They're very, very good. I mean, this is about the best economy I have witnessed uh, since the end of the 1990s. I mean, you've got rapid economic growth. You've got inflation down. I mean, the the inflation number that the Fed is actually looking at is 2%. uh, And you have got uh, continued job growth. And uh, I mean, everything you want, except for one thing that the Republicans are exploiting, and that is the fact that prices have not come down. Heather, right. why is it that prices have not come down?
1: Eeny meeny corporate power.
0: <laughs> you, you, did I get it? How did you know? Well, that's right. I I mean, I, I this, this, yeah. this is something mainstream media is not talking about, but they ought to be talking about. Uh, and Jerome Powell ought to be talking about, and Biden is starting to talk about. And that is that, uh, you know, we have not seen this degree of concentration of corporations in every market. And because they have that much corporate power, that much near monopoly power, they are able to raise their prices without uh, consumers leaving them. Right.
1: And let's let's be clear. This is I mean the project I mean the trajectory is significant. So corporates I mean corporations have always charged a lot for things, old news. But the amount that they are charging and the way they are doing this price gouging and the decisions they are making not just based on supplies, right? But they are choosing to have these prices go up. There was a report by Groundwork Collective which said over the past 2 years um, prices have gone up by more, be- or because of inflation, fifty-three percent. Excuse me, because of corporate pricing, fifty-three percent um, is where that re- that rise is coming from. It exactly. is Exactly, and
0: uh, you profits- know, we 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 tend to think of all of the action being with the Fed. Uh, now, the Fed uh, on Wednesday was very very clear that it is it's not gonna reduce interest rates. Interest rates are already very, very high in order to tame inflation, Uh, but prices are not falling. And you and I both know that they're not falling because corporations have the power, the monopoly power to keep them high. The the, the logical consequence of that uh, is that you need antitrust enforcement uh, to bust up the big corporations, uh, to stop mergers, uh, to make the economy more competitive. Uh, So instead of listening to, you know, the Fed, we ought to be paying a lot of attention to the antitrust enforcers.
1: Right. And you've said this before. um, The Biden administration has some fabulous people working on this stuff. There is a lot of action in the anti-monopoly space where there hasn't been. There's also action on junk fees. I mean, there's good stuff happening. That's right. Yeah.
0: The Federal Trade Commission and the Antitrust Division of the Justice Department are where the action is in terms of getting prices back to where they should be. Right. Uh, but the Republicans are running with this particular, this is one little piece of the puzzle, but they're running with it. And this is why, you know, Trump is saying, oh, those, those, those figures that you don't trust the figures about from out of the Bureau, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Uh, and a lot of Republicans who are his allies are saying the economy is not nearly as good as it looks. Well, it is good. It is very good, except for this one issue that we've targeted just now. I know
1: conspiracy theories abound. I mean, they really do. And around these numbers, around all the statistics, um, it's. But of course, it's a moving goalpost, right? I mean, either if the statistics work for him and the MAGA Republicans, they lean into them. Well, conspiracy
0: um, conspiracy theories extend all the way to Taylor Swift. I mean, let's face it: if you no. want conspiracies, but we no. won't go there. No, No,
1: let's not go there. Um, But you're right. But so it's wild, right? So we've talked about this. Uh, President Biden, you know, is not getting ample credit. I mean, we don't have time to go into this again for what he's doing in terms of the economy. One of the reason for that is people don't feel it, right? Even though we talked about the numbers earlier, even some wages went up, right? I think it was hourly pay. I mean, not enough, but still. So positive things are happening. But he is, I mean, this is, Let's think about where he's had to come from. There's been a pandemic, and right now there are multiple wars going on, and this has been a horrible week. There are um, a drone strike, you know this, um, took out um, and killed three U.S. American soldiers, which is horrible. I mean, thousands of people are dying besides those three um, soldiers. And then the latest airstrikes. Tell us about that. See, what now, the, I, 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 you know,
0: the Biden administration does not want the Middle East to become a general war zone, uh, and has been trying to confine the Israeli-Hamas uh, conflict. Uh, but you can't really easily do that because you've got the Houthis uh, who are in Yemen. Uh, you've got uh, you you've got other groups that are supported by Iran uh, and Iranians, and, and it's becoming. A regional war, and of course, uh, let's let's face it, Ukraine is not that far away from the Middle East, um, and uh, and Putin uh, is 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 clearly involved directly or indirectly. So you've got the Iranians, you've got Putin, you've got uh, now Biden, who is has authorized these strikes. They took place yesterday uh, in Iraq and in Syria. Uh, right. This is uh, clearly in retaliation. For those drone that drone strike that killed three American servicemen and injured many, many more. Uh, but where does this end, Heather?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And also, how is it going to be used in U.S. politics? I mean, secondary question. Um, it's been so interesting to watch how all of these wars are being weaponized. I mean, that sounds like a tautology, but and you know what's happening in terms of Mayorkas and being. Uh impeached, I mean, what's happening with that? Can you talk Mayorkas,
0: about I mean Mayorkas, the head of homeland security, Secretary of Homeland Security, is being impeached by the Republican House for what for nothing because they say he is too easy on the border. Right. Well, listen, he was the one who negotiated for the Biden administration with Republican senators a very, very tough, if not draconian border bill. Uh, and yet the House Republicans are doing, you know, what, what House Republicans are now doing. I mean, they're just picking any issue they can. They're going after Joe Biden. They're, they're planning to impeach him as well. Impeachment, you know, talk about the kind of weaponization uh, of everything. Impeachment becomes just another political strategy.
1: Right. Um, and you wrote a little bit about this this week, but in terms of, um, the child tax credit, um, what is happening in, it's trying to, you know, happen in a bipartisan way, but what is, what are you seeing with that?
0: Well, it's interesting. Uh, it did come out of the House, uh, which was staggering. I mean, everybody, everybody had said there's no possibility that that House of Representatives, given that Republican, the fierce, fierce Republican majority, uh w- with the freedom caucus the kind of you know demands the freedom caucus we're making there's no way that anything is going to come out of that house but it did uh and a child tax credit which part of it let's face it heather is very good it means uh that you reduce child poverty something in the order of uh 16 million young people are better yeah. off uh they're Oops. not all out of poverty, about a half million come out of poverty. Uh, So the child tax credit is not nothing. It's important for working families and poor families and poor working families. The problem-
1: What else is in it? (laughs) Here
0: we go. (laughs) The problem is that it also is providing a big tax break for the top 1%, and even bigger for the top one-tenth of what percent. So, you know, this is a question that I used to ask in my class all the time. Uh, you know if if i if i could snap my fingers and reduce poverty uh but at the same time make inequality bigger because i'm giving the rich even a bigger advantage would you go along with it and most of my class said no And I would say back to them, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you're you're sacrificing children? Isn't it uh, uh, unquestionably a good thing to give children, uh, uh, get children out of poverty? Uh, And but a lot of people say no, not if we're going to not if the price is widening inequality and giving the very very rich even a big break, a bigger break.
1: Well, I, your students at UC Berkeley said that, and then we've seen it online this week with a lot of people saying it, progressives, otherwise.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It really does split um, the community, the Democrats, and a lot of progressives. Uh, but it's, it's, it's kind of an example of what we're getting uh, mm-hmm. from this Congress, and particularly right. from Republicans. The only way you get anything that's decent, uh, that's humane, is you combine it with something that's... Indecent and inhumane.
1: Which is not a great formula, but is it? I mean, but it really is. And this is what you taught us all in policy school and other people, you know, compared to what? So it's no child tax credit or child tax credit plus blank, you know?
0: Well, the same thing, uh, Heather, applies to the border. I mean, you know, you've got uh, the big fight over the border, and uh, the Biden administration looks like it caved to the demands of the Republicans because, why? Because uh, the Biden administration did not want to have this border issue hanging over its head during the election. Uh, but Donald Trump comes in and says, I want the border hanging over Biden's head for the election. So I don't want any agreement over the border. Uh, and that means Ukraine. There's not going to be funding for Ukraine. And that is a not only humanitarian disaster, but it does potentially invite uh, Putin for even even more aggressive action by Putin. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, one other substack I like this week. I'm proud of us. We've covered a lot of ground today, but I did want to talk about Elon Musk's pay, co- compensation package.
0: You really want to talk about Elon Musk? I mean, I mean how this
1: compensation package? Is wait it,
0: a but but Heather, I'm I, Elon. You know, if I'm not talking about Donald Trump. Um, I have this to talk about Elon Musk. I'm Elon sorry. Musk comes as close to Donald Trump in the private sector as any human being could. Uh, I mean, he's he's very inventive. He comes up with a lot of ideas. More power to him. Uh, but he also, as a, as a as a as a as a person, as a person in terms of uh, somebody who you would trust as an employee, would you trust him? As an investor, would you trust him? As a consumer, would you trust
1: him? <laughs> you can't. I mean, he's proven it. But so his compensation package ruled excessive, excessive.
0: It was ruled excessive, that's right, by by a chancellor in Delaware, in the Delaware Chancery Court, which really is, it's very interesting because most corporations in America, almost all big corporations are headquartered uh, officially, that is incorporated in the state of Delaware this little tiny state this little joe biden state why are they why are they incorporated there because nothing. there are a lot of I, there there a lot of advantages to incorporating in delaware in terms of uh, the streamlining of the legal you know your legal battles and and also getting even more protection uh liability than you get uh, in most other states uh, right. but but said the court of the Chancery Court in Delaware which is the big corporate court it said no no uh, you can't control your board of directors if you're a public company Elon Musk you can't control them and have them award you this gigantic 56 billion dollar essentially what gift oh, <laughs> A gift, gift card. And, uh, and 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 so, uh, but but I think the big news there is not only the news about Elon Musk, but the Court of Chancery of all courts. I never would have expected it has established a principle that there is such a thing as excessive compensation. That's it, Heather. Yeah, excessive compensation. Can you I imagine? Know.
1: I can, I can. I can only imagine. What
0: happens to Amazon and Jeff Bezos? And what happens to no. Mark Zuckerberg? And what happens to to Warren Buffett? And, I mean, they must be running around looking, asking their lawyers. Is right. my compensation justified? Is it excessive?
1: Well, more will be revealed, right? Is there going to be a threshold? I think you came up with the number, or somebody did, that... So we we used to have you know there was a realistic balance between CEO pay and average or median worker pay at a given company right and then it's been up to three hundred and then it's been even higher but this was eighteen thousand to one.
0: That's right, <laughs> Elon. Well, when Elon, you know, the the, the the tricky bit here is that most of these executives in these very very rich companies uh, they get paid in stock options. Right. So. And and their actual living expenses, they just borrow against the the value of their stock portfolio. And that's what Elon Musk does. And that's what a lot of them, you know, Jeff Bezos and others do. Uh, But so what's their actual income? Uh, Well, well, (laughs) Elon Musk actually, you know, he exercises his stock option because they were going to basically go out, they were going to be no longer be available after 2022. He exercises them in 2022. And uh, it means that his, the ratio of his total compensation that year to the typical worker in Tesla was 18,000 to
1: one. I mean, you have to laugh. It's obscene. And I'm glad that, you know, chancellery's Chancery's judge delaware said not allowed this is not this has got we're bringing attention to this
0: yes and and also the, i mean there are some democrats in congress who are doing something else very important they have a new tax bill in didn't get very much attention or publicity but it's very very important and that tax bill it's bernie sanders elizabeth warren etc that tax bill would increase corporate taxes based upon the ratio of executive pay to the typical worker's pay. And yeah. the worse the ratio, the higher the taxes.
1: Right, and San Francisco has had some wins around that. Yeah, it's important to mention that. So while there's horrible things happening, there's progress, Is this this is the way of the world. Step How many steps forward and how many steps back? I mean, it's scary, but if we have to suffer through it all, I'm glad to be having discussions about it with you over coffee.
0: And I, with you, Heather, and uh, all of you out there, uh, have a wonderful week. We're going to be back. Actually, there's a lot of room for optimism. I mean, do you think John Stewart is coming back on the air? We didn't talk about that, but no. he's coming back on the air. And you've got the last week's huge, huge uh, defamation judgment against Donald Trump, Eugene Carroll. I mean, we didn't have a chance to talk about that. But a lot of good, you know, good things in the news and good reasons to raise your cup, and celebrate at least for now (laughs) we'll see we'll see you all next week